0: Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. So, it's the beginning of the year, and aside from making resolutions, which we've already covered, lots of people like to look ahead to the year in terms of their horoscope, Now, if you remember back months and months, maybe years ago, we did an episode on the Chinese horoscope, and we took every sign of the Chinese zodiac, and we came up with something to do in Rome based upon the attributes of that sign. So today I'm going to do the same thing, but with um, the Western horoscope, which probably more people are familiar with, and most people listening probably already know what their sign is let's dive right in when it comes to Aries and of course Aries is the first sign of the zodiac despite being an April sign Aries are considered very competitive and they like to win particularly they like to be number one so if you're in Rome and you're in Aries what I suggest is to make a friendly competition of your trip especially if you're in Rome with friends or with your kids It's fun to make a game out of the things that you're doing. Specifically, you can see who can find the most animals. There's lots of animals around Rome. And so you can, you know, make a tally of who spots the most stone animals. Or you could look for keys. You can find lots of keys in the Vatican and keep track of that. Or if you're more a physical person, you could race your travel buddies to the top of the um, Spanish Steps or the top of the Steps of Santa Maria Naraceli, which are both in the hundreds of steps. So if you're a competitive Aries, that might be something to make your trip a little more fun. Now, as for Taurus, Taurus, the May sign, these guys are very into luxury, into feeling good. That comes to eating and just beauty and overall feeling good, looking good. So if you're a Taurus, I would suggest Take a little trip down Via Condotti, where you can find some very luxurious clothes and accessories. Then stop into Hotel de la Russie and have a massage or some other treatments in their very famous spa. And then head to dinner at a Michelin-starred restaurant. Rome has several one- and two-star and one three-star Michelin restaurants. You can look those up easily and find where they are. If you're a Gemini, you are very multifaceted, but that also comes to your intellect. Famously, Geminis are known to have lots of interests and intellectual curiosity. So that always makes me think of the original Renaissance man, Leonardo da Vinci. I don't know that he was a Gemini. I don't think he was, but he kind of encapsulates that idea. So head to a place called Leonardo da Vinci Experience. And this is a museum that recreates not only his paintings and his inventions, but it even recreates his own studio. You know, there's no, I don't think there's any original art there. So if you're expecting to see original Da Vinci's, you'll be disappointed. But it is really cool, especially it's a fun thing for kids to do. You know, you can really imagine that you're stepping back into his time. And the bonus is that the works of art and the machines that have been recreated based upon his art or his designs were done using the exact same materials and as much as possible, the same methods that he used. Now, if you're a Cancer, we're in July now, uh, Cancers are known to be very family-centered. They have very close relationships with their families, and sometimes they can even be homebodies. So Cancers are not known to be big travelers, but you know, everybody comes to Rome sooner or later. And so if you are a Cancer, you're probably here with your family, I would suggest having a family photo shoot out in the city. It can be hard to remember to take photos of your family. It can be difficult to take good photos when you're out with your family. So a really fun way to capture your memories is to hire a photographer. And I recommend someone named Alina Vicente. And she offers really great family photo shoots. She specializes in families. She's from here, so she knows all the best places. And she will take you out and do an hour and a half to two-hour session. And you can get some really great family photos. I will put her website in our show notes. Now, if you're a Leo like myself, uh, you like to be up high. That's what they say about Leos. We're cats, of course, and cats like to climb and be nice and high. So I suggest climbing one of Rome's many hills, specifically the Janiculum Hill or the Pincian Hill. These hills have gorgeous views of the city. You can really feel like you are soaking in the entire city, and they're also very romantic places, and Leo's are known to be big romancers. so if you want to you know have a special evening or pop the question, something like that, you can head up to one of those hills. if you're a Virgo, they say that Virgos love books, they're big readers, and they're also very, very organized now. To me, if you want to combine those two passions of organization and books, you've got to go to a library. And Rome has a couple of really beautiful historic libraries. They aren't libraries where you can check out books or anything like that, but you can go and visit them just for their artistic value. And the ones I suggest are Biblioteca Casanatense, which is near Sant'Ignazio Church, Biblioteca Angelica, near Sant'Agostino Church, and Biblioteca dell'Accademia Nazionale dei Lincei, which is in the same building that has the Galleria Corsini in Trastevere. I'll put all of the addresses for these libraries in our show notes. I don't know that they have links, though. I can't promise that. But they're all beautiful in their own special way, just glorious places to go for anyone who loves books. If you're a Libra, this is October Libras love balance. They're represented by the scales, of course, so they love all things symmetrical. Now, the Renaissance was a time of the highest expression of symmetry, so I would suggest going to one of the most Renaissance squares in the city, which is Piazza del Campidoglio, which was designed by Michelangelo himself. Definitely considered one of the greatest geniuses of the Renaissance. He designed the square. Um, there were already two. There was already a pre-existing building there, Palazzo Senatorio. He completely redid the facade. It was a medieval building. He turned it into a Renaissance gem. He also designed buildings on either side to make the square as symmetrical as possible. There's also a beautiful star-shaped paving design right in the center of the square. Uh, he designed this, but. Strangely, it wasn't actually laid out until the time of Mussolini. Not a lot of people know that, but it's very beautiful. It's an eight-pointed star and very symmetrical and very visually pleasing, especially if you're a Libra. Now, Scorpios, they are considered the most intriguing and mysterious sign. So I suggest a visit to a Mithraeum. Mithraism was an ancient religion around the same time that Christianity was uh, developing, so the first and second centuries A.D., but it was a very different religion. It was very, first of all, it was a male-only religion, and it was very mysterious. Still today, there is not much known about Mithraism because it was a secret religion. There was no documentary evidence. No one could write about it uh, or keep any detailed descriptions of anything that went on. We do know, based upon archaeological evidence that is found in the actual temples, the Mithraums where this religion was practiced, they do know a few things. The religion involved ritual banquets and the ritual slaying of a bull. There are some details that are known. But it is a very fascinating religion, and going to see a Mithraum, which, you know, they're always underground, they're always very dark and kind of creepy places. It's the kind of thing that a Scorpio would like. Now, as far as Sagittarius, they are the most adventurous of the signs in the Zodiac. So the best thing for a Sagittarian to do would be to go skydiving over the city. Now you can't actually skydive right over the center of Rome for obvious reasons, but you can skydive over the countryside, not far away, just about 10 miles east of the city in a place called Monte Campatri. A company that offers this is called Sunflyers. We'll put their link in the show notes and you can do a tandem dive with an expert jump master um, from an altitude of 13,000 feet. And you'll see uh, the Alban Hills, A very historic part of of the Roman countryside as you free fall and then you will uh, be able to see the Roman countryside coming into view as you float down. If you're a Capricorn, um, these signs, which is, okay, we're in Capricorn right now, of course, because it's January, um, are considered to be the most persistent and determined of all the signs. Since someone famously once said that even a lifetime isn't enough to see Rome, a Capricorn might decide that they want to challenge that. Saying so, they're going to want to see everything. I will say it is really impossible to see everything in Rome on a short trip. But if you want to see as much as possible, take a few pointers. First of all, make sure you book in advance for the Vatican museums and for the Colosseum. I'll put the show, the links in the show notes where to do that through the official sites. You're going to waste hours and hours of your precious trip time waiting in line if you don't book in advance. One great way to see the city is just to take a really long walk from the top of the city to the bottom. I recommend starting in Piazza del Popolo, heading down through Piazza di Spagna, uh, go to the Trevi Fountain. Then you can cut through across Via del Corso, Piazza della Colonna, the Parliament, the Pantheon, Campo di Fiori, then across the river and into Trastevere. Now, this is by by all means not the entire city. But it is a really good chunk of the historic center that you can easily see in one day if you keep a good pace and you start early. Now, Aquarius, um, they're considered to be very nurturing signs, big animal lovers. So I always suggest if you're an Aquarian, go to Rome's Bioparco. They don't like to be called a zoo, but that's basically the kind of experience that you will have if you go there. They have hundreds and hundreds of animals they have new animals being born all the time, and it's a really nice place. It's, it's definitely not going to be up there comparable with the San Diego Zoo or the Singapore Zoo or something like that, but it is a really decent animal refuge, I guess they prefer to be called. And if you have kids especially, you'll have a really great time there, and it's right in Villa Borghese, so you can take a walk in the park afterwards. And last but not least, Pisces, which is, of course, Katie's sign. Pisces are considered very emotional. And they are also very creative. And they've been, it's been said that they have a hard time keeping fantasy and reality separate. Uh, but I don't actually think that's such a bad thing in Rome, uh, especially if we're talking about virtual reality. Um, there are a few sites in Rome that use virtual reality technology to really enhance the sites. As you know, if you've been to Rome, sometimes walking through ruins, it's hard to understand what you're seeing, especially if all you have is a guidebook to go by. Virtual reality will take these sites and help you see what they were like in ancient times. One place you can do this is at Palazzo Valentini, where they've reconstructed some ancient Roman homes that are underneath the uh, Baroque palace. And the other place is now at Circus Maximus. I haven't actually been to Circus Maximus to see their virtual reality show, but it is supposed to be very, very cool. So I hope that this has given you some ideas of what to do and see in Rome based on your Zodiac sign. And I hope you have a great time when you do come. Thanks for listening. Join us again. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net.